Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hello, hello. This is Alfred Crane, the producer of Hollywood Boulevard podcast, along with Jonathan and Donnie. Hey, hey, everybody. And um, it's uh, apropos, I guess. I was just on vacation for a couple weeks, and I did happen to go to Israel for ten days on the pilgrimage. And um, tonight we're talking with the Israeli production company, Canon Films. Oh, yeah. And um, and um, we had talked about a Canon film earlier this season on Masters of the Universe. And then we had yep. all discussed the documentary y'all should check out on Netflix called Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Story of Canon Films. And for me, nothing says 80s like a Canon action film. They're dated yet fun and and inspired and inspiring for me as a growing kid growing up in the age of HBO and VHS in the 80s. But things were semi limited. Um, I did see some movies in the can of movies in the theater. I'm missing an action with my dad. Um, Invaders from Mars um, and New Market North Shopping Center when malls used to have theaters. And um, I liken Canon as an action gateway, much like Hong Kong did for Kung Fu in the 70s. Um, Golden and Globus were Israelis who formed the company. They loved making films, and boy, did they make films. They made a lot of films. You look at their filmography, I mean, it went from everything from Late Night Friday, Skinamax Fair, the mixing in action, and sci-fi to create the legendary company, solidifying and launching careers of Chuck Norris, um, John Claude Van Damme, Shokasugi, Michael Dudikoff, um, uh, catching Charles Bronson in, in his heyday, um, hmm. rapping, Electric Boogaloo. Um, before Step Up, you had Electric Boogaloo and um, Breaking, and um, and um, this is a, the Cannon Show. And for me, the Cannon logo is up there with the 20th Century Fox fanfare. You knew what you were getting into. When 20th Century Fox comes up, I think Star Wars, when the Canon Group logo comes up, I think I'm going to be in for some schlocky action. So um, when I think of Canon, I think of those actors I had mentioned. Um, my dad told me when he was stationed at Osan Air Force Base in Korea in the early 80s, one of the wings of the gym was named after Chuck Norris because he was stationed there in the in the 70s, I believe. Nice. And um, learned a lot of his um, taekwondo there. Um, and some of my earliest memories, of all things, they did goofy comedies, too. Um, one of them was called 
going bananas. It had Dom DeLuise, um, I guess the guy from Tony Danza, and it was this movie with um, apes. (laughs) It was silly, and it had orangutans from, um, one of the orangutans from Every Which Way But Loose. Um, And I remember also loving that. It was just a stupid comedy movie, but as a kid, stupid comedies are up there, and I need to find that one again. And um, Treasure of the Four Crowns was an Indiana Jones ripoff filmed in Wonder Vision 3D. I saw that on HBO, and it is terrible. But I remember as a kid, this guy's head is twisting and spinning around, and I'm like, there's something here. It stinks, but it's entertaining mildly. But um, before I get into some of my favorite um, um, uh, canon films and some of the stories behind their impacts on me, I'd like to open it up. What do y'all think of when you think of canon films? Um, We'll go with Donnie. Well, when I think of canon, the first thing I think of is Chuck Norris. Like, Chuck Norris is probably the most prominent um, mainstream name uh, to come out of the canon group, because uh, he's the one I think that had the most success. I mean, it, he pretty much became almost synonymous with canon for right. a while there. I mean, between Invasion USA and the Delta Force films and the Missing in Action films. Um, and I was looking it up. I, apparently, the canon even produced the Walker Texas Ranger series. Um, I saw that when I was looking it up. So, I mean, they're... You, you were right. Like they're almost singularly responsible for Chuck Norris's like, like modern day like popularity just on on that stuff alone. Um, but I would say that's probably when I th- when I think of Canon, I definitely think of Chuck Norris first. Um, even though there's, there's tons of other movies that I like by Canon. Um, and yeah, I wanted to add a, a point to your to to your comment about how Canon is very you know very much like the 20th Century Fox logo. Like, uh, Canon is the 20th Century Fox of, like, the VHS era. Like, in, in that regard. Like, um, because, like, like you said, like, if, if nine times out of ten, when anybody went out during the, the heyday of going out to, to, to movie rental places and, like, supermarkets that had rental sections and stuff, you were either going to get, like, especially in my case, we were either going to get a horror film or we were going to get an action film or a sci-fi film. And, and in the latter two, it was probably going to be from something from Canon, most likely. Um, right. So Canon is very much synonymous with the VHS era. Um, like, like you said, there were, there were some theatrical releases, but man, when, when you think of Canon, you think of VHS, like you think of like, like grabbing that tape that has a Canon logo on it, popping that sucker in and that logo comes up. It's very much, like you said, very much uh, like the way the 20th Century Fox logo is as far as like in our, in our consciousness. Um, so <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm going to end my comment or my, my reply there. Cool. Thanks, Don. Good point. Um, Jonathan. Oops. Did you guys say something? Yeah, ask him what do you think of when you think of Candace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, well, obviously, I think Chuck Norris a little bit, but I also think um, I, I definitely think uh, like Sylvester Stallone style stuff. Like, I remember uh, the first Canon movie I ever watched on TV was No Holds Barred. Um, so I, wow. I think of that, you know, uh, which is not. I think it's yeah. I think it's 
was the no holds barred. It was or uh, what's the other one? The over the was, top. There was over the top. That's what I was thinking of. The, the arm wrestling movie. Uh, like that's the one. That is just hilarious. Uh, like how uh, today I today I think how bad it is or whatever in a way like how goofy and 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 you know over the top it is. But then you know it. <laughs> Uh, you know, right? You know, it fits its title. Um, but then, you know, I look at the movie uh back when I was a kid and I just thought it was awesome. You know, it was it was perfect, uh you know, kind of fun, uh it was a sports movie in a way. Uh who could make a sports movie out of uh out of arm wrestling? Sylvester Stallone. Um, you know, <laughs> like I guess. So that's what I think of when I think of, um, you know, uh, canon canon films. I think his brother Frank Stallone probably did the music for that one. He did kind of some music for some of his movies back then. But I have to look that up. Um, yeah. So one of the big things, like, they had a lot of movies that like were just like when I was a kid. They're like totally like, wow. I mean, I'm a teenager. My buddies are over. We're watching movies and the revenge of the ninja comes on <laughs> and this is like like karate taken to the next level and ninjas are just i mean canon films i believe they introduced ninjas back into um u.s action films and introduced us to ninjas and it was just the first one was kind of enter ninja had franco nero playing a ninja which was decent but shokasugi when he came on the screen you know, he was a badass guy. And and the movies were pretty good. The Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja 3, The Domination, kind of threw in a flash dance type story into this lady getting haunted by a ninja. Um, but it was just cool. It was good action. I mean, it's totally BS. I mean, but when you're a teenager, it's like, well, this is like cool stuff. And, um, but one of my favorite, um, Chuck Norris films that came out was Firewalker. I mean, I uh-huh. love missing an action. That was totally cool. But Firewalker had him and um, Louis Gossett Jr. And he actually plays yep. kind of the opposite of himself. He kind of plays a bumbleist. And it's yeah. really fun to watch. I mean, it's just um, a different take on Chuck Norris. And, um, and of course, there's... Um, well, I'll get into the sci-fi stuff in a little bit. Um, I want to open it up to to Donnie and um, Jonathan again. Because he did Firewalker, Delta Force, Invasion USA. And one I liked was Hitman. That came out in the early 90s. That was good. And then there's one I saw once, and I forgot all about it, called Hellbound. And I want to watch that again. And I kind of forgot what it was about. But across the board, he did a lot of stuff. And then we got introduced to... Jean-Claude Van Damme, who I actually watched his stuff after, years after he kickboxed. Right, right. But, but those are just some of my thoughts and some of my favorites, and I'll open it up back up to y'all. Uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you looking for? Like, you want us to say our uh, favorite canon movies or something? Yeah, what are some of your, what are some of your movies, action movies that you remember of theirs that, that, um, and if you don't have anything, I'll, I'll I can talk some more. But I just wanted to open it up to y'all if you, if, if you spawned any um, thoughts from my diatribe. 
You go first, Donnie. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I was, you know, looking up the uh, the canon movies today just to kind of, you know, brush up on them. And I realized yeah. there's, a lot more canon, there's a lot more canon movies uh, that I saw and enjoyed than I, than I thought I did. Uh, movies that right. are like, oh, wow, I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a canon film. Like, oh, I didn't know that was a canon film. Um, I was a huge fan of uh, King Solomon's Mines and Alan Quartermain and the Lost Cities of Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, those used to pop up on cable all the time. And I, I mean, very cheap Indiana Jones knockoffs. But I loved them so much because they were funny. Uh, Sharon Stone's first uh, first film role, um, actually no, I think it was her. Yeah, actually it was her first film role because she did Police Academy afterwards, I believe. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, I think I think the very first canon film that I ever saw was probably either Missing in Action one or two because my dad rented it and wanted to see it. Um, and then after mm. that, like you know, Invasion USA. Uh, also. Um, a huge fan of um, oh, what was it called? Um, oh, crap, I can't remember now. Um, oh, well, it's funny because there's like I said, there's a lot of movies on the list that like haunt like well, they're not like like completely like some of them were like canon films, but they were they were like um, distributed by other companies. Like for example. Um, you know, like like Superman Four: The Quest for Peace was a canon film, but it was you know attributed by Warner Brothers and so on and so forth. So, you know that mm. that, that actually widens out the uh, the library quite a bit. Um, like Highlander is apparently technically a canon film, and I had no idea. I love Highlander. Like that's that the movie was just that was man, I was my Jenga jam back when I was a kid. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I didn't realize that. American Ninja. I remember seeing that. We rented that one. Um, I've saw. I've seen the first two missing actions. Didn't see the third one. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say. Oh, 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 how can I forget Cobra? Cobra. Um, yeah. That was a theatrical, theatrically released canon film with Sylvester Stallone. Um, great, fun film. Like I love that movie to death. Um, and I will also say that I. To this day, I still love Over the Top. It's not a great film at all by any stretch. I don't know what it is about it. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I, I, I like it. I, I will defend it. <laughs> um, it's got Robert Loggia in it as the bad guy. Like, it's so weird. It's such a strange it's, – it's like Sussex Stallone trying to recapture Rocky but with arm wrestling. It's so weird. Like, it's such a strange – but I love that movie to death. In fact, there's a, there's a skit on Saturday Night Live that Sussex Stallone did uh, back when he was a host, back in the '80s, where they made fun of, uh, um, they made fun of uh, over the top. Uh, basically, Norm Macdonald plays this guy who gets, uh, who gets in a car accident and he's close to death, and so Stallone runs over to save his life. And all the guy does the entire time is completely just trash all of the horrible movies that Special Stallone has ever done. And he's like, and at one point he's like, he's like, yeah, over the top. If somebody somebody actually thought, hey, what would go great with a custody battle? I know, arm wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I just, but I still love that movie to death. Um, there's so many really great movies uh, in the canon uh, library that I really love, though. Um, I definitely got into ninjas because of the canon films, Enter the Ninja and American Ninja. Um, 
like all the kids in my neighborhood. We were all into ninjas at that right. point. Um, so, but, I mean, there's just so many to just way too many to, to go into. Like I, I, a lot more than I thought I, I enjoyed. So, but uh, I'd have to say without a doubt, I think the King Solomon's Minds and Alan Quartermain were probably two of my favorites out of that era, not mm-hmm. counting uh, Masters of the Universe, obviously, because Masters of the Universe, uh, we've already done a, we already did an episode on that, and everybody knows how much I love that movie. So, right. um, in retrospect, I didn't like it. At, I didn't like it when I was a kid, but I love it now. So, um, and I'll, I'll stop talking so that Jonathan can get a word in. Okay. Um, so yeah, we did talk about Masters of the Universe, which I had never seen. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Canon, I probably had seen a lot of the a few of the films, you know, and I feel like I should just really explore the Canon library. And then we can have a, uh, uh, the films of Canon, uh, two electric boogaloo at some point, yeah. because we yeah. forgot to mention break in and break in two were part of like the thing that like launched Canon. Yep. And it's so funny that those were the movies. Those weren't really action movies. They were, uh, once again, they were their sort of sports thing, you know, because at that time that was the big thing was dancing was uh, break dancing was a big, uh, big, big deal um, and everything. Um, so much so that like a lot of movies uh, put break dancing in their movies. They had nothing to do with it. If you watch like Thrashing, the 1980s uh, skateboard movie, yep. they had break dancing in it. And it was just like, where, why, huh? What? You know, but <laughs> yeah. that was the thing back then. That was a big deal. Um, and I think Canon really put breakdancing on the map at that particular point and also launched their, you know, launched their stuff. They were able to do uh, a lot of the, uh, I think they took over the Death Wish series and then they uh, did Superman yep. 4, you know, yep. and very well known for their sequels. Um, they're trashy sequels that were not very good, but fun. Um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. I think, I think that should be like the logo, the tagline for Canon Films. Not very good, but fun. You know, um, you know, they had, uh, they had a lot of money and they had talent. I don't know what happened with a lot of it because, you know, a lot of the films were not, you know, that big. But I know if you watch that uh, documentary, I urge everybody to go. I think it's on Netflix. Go go watch Electric Boogaloo, the untold story of uh, uh, Canon uh, Motion Pictures. Uh, check it out because it is uh, amazing what they what they kind of went through, the two guys who created it, all the way up to what they've been up to. Like, you know, I guess they haven't really been doing anything now, you know, lately. And I think one of them dead. So um, one of the Golden or Globus is um, passed away. So, right. um, uh, kind of sad, but, uh, but aside from that, great stuff. I mean, I, I love every, uh, every one of their, like, goofy action movies. Bloodsport being probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah, you, you brought up a good point. Um, the, the two gentlemen that started it were Menaheim Dolan and Yoram Globus, and, um, they made quite a career, and you, you brought up a good point about the the break dancing because I I lived break dancing. I mean, I was there. <laughs> I was in the seventh and eighth grade in the mid '80s, and people were bringing their cardboard boxes to school. They had their zip up pants, and it was a big deal. Then it just kind of faded away, but they captured it, like you said, in breaking and breaking too. But one of the 
they did a sequel like Charles Bronson Death Wish to a movie called The Exterminator. It was aptly called Exterminator Two. And they had right. a breakdancing sequence in that movie. <laughs> so they were really plugging that in. Um one of the things that I remember my dad taking me to see Missing in Action because that was about the time of the rise of the Vietnam War films. And Canon, like many other film making studios, were launching these ideas. Sylvester Sloan doing this Rambo films with Peralco. We had an uncommon valor with Gene Hackman. And then Canon came in with Missing in Action, which had a great cast. We had Chuck Norris and M.M. Walsh as his sidekick. And it's just a really well done movie. I think it still holds up to today. And it has an iconic scene where he comes out of the water for the sixties and um has a, a great score and it was a well done film. And the other Vietnam War films that that he that they did which is pretty powerful was the Hanoi Hilton. But nobody's seen mm-hmm. that with that film. I can't remember the gentleman's name, it was in Law and Order or something. But um it was a very powerful film. And they also did another one um, called Platoon Leader with Michael Dudikoff, the kind of kind of like a platoon ripoff, but that wasn't too bad. But it's hard to see Michael Dudikoff in a role outside of his American Ninja Dog. Sure. And then a, a, a relatively unknown one about a relatively unknown war is called Field of Honor, and that had the gentleman from Heartbreak Ridge in it about the Korean War, and that was a pretty pretty vivid and graphic film, but um, they got into some, like you were saying, dramas as well as their high-stakes action stuff, and um, that leads into one of my favorite canon films and sci-fi films of all time, which is Life Wars, which is a space oh, yeah. vampire drama with a space shuttle, a joint space shuttle op mission from the U.S. to the U.K. encounters. They go into Haley's Comet and come back and something went wrong. And then they bring back Space Vampire. And it is a fantastic movie. The first time I saw it, I picked up the script crap out of me as a kid. And then I had to go back and watch it years later. And I'm like, this is so good. It's got a great British cast. It's got Patrick Stewart. Um, the guy playing um, Carlson, he's, he's an American character actor who's been in the X Files and played um Wayne Barry in the X Files, and he also played Charles Manson. Um, but it's just a solid film. If you want to see a good sci-fi horror film that's relatively not so low budget, and you throw a horror and British people in it, I'm there. And, sure, um, sure. And if you all saw that one, I'd like your thoughts on that one too, because I just today that one still holds up, and it gives me the willies. Uh, you mean Life Force? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually didn't see Life Force until probably about a year or so ago. Um, mm. Somehow I, I ended up missing that one. I'm not sure how. Um, but then Screen Factory, uh, great uh, uh, distributor, uh, Shout Factory, Screen Factory. The Screen Factory division of Shout Factory got the license to distribute it on, on, a, on a special edition Blu-ray. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I've never seen this. I need to pick it up. So I went ahead and I got it and I watched it. And uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I will say it does kind of drag a little 
um, about halfway through the film. Uh, there is a point where it kind of drags a bit, but the 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 first and the final and the first act and the third act are really solid. Like it's yeah. it's the the first third and the last third of the film are, are are good enough that they build up enough momentum that I'm okay with the with the with the center of the film dragging a bit before it gets to the climax because um, it almost feels like by the, they get halfway through the film they're not quite sure where to go with it and so they kind of meander a little bit but then they kind of regain their footing and have a very solid third act um, so despite despite the flaws I really like Life Force a lot uh, it, it also helps that. Um, uh, the main character is like like fully nude the entire time. Um, I mean, that doesn't hurt. Uh, I'll put it that way. But some of the special effects are great. The makeup effects are good. The the um, the, uh, the 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 zombie vampire uh, effects that they use for the you know for the for the vampires that are you know basically like starving or whatever. Really great effects there. Like just a lot of good stuff. It's amazing what they were able to get away with on you know with the kind of, kind of budgets that that Canon uh, had back then. So um, yeah, I, I actually I actually really love Life Force. I will say that, in spite its flaws, I think it's a lot of a lot of fun, a really good movie. So that's my opinion. Yeah, the the special effects of those uh, when they were drying out. That's what freaks me out when the guy's on the table and he's about to. Oh yeah, do the, um, absolutely. Autopsy, and then he starts moving. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's freaking me out. <laughs> yep. All right, so we got about five minutes till our 30 minutes are up. You can join us. If you drop off, join us for the final 15 on our um, streaming part. We'll, we'll go off live and click on our podcast and hear the last 15 minutes recorded. So, John, what are your thoughts? Have you seen what? Uh, I'm sorry, you kind of, like, I'm hearing, like, a little static. Sorry, uh, I can hear what you just said. Yeah, I hear Hello? It too. Yes. Yeah. Um, what were you saying, Alfred? Did you see Life Force? I did not. I, I own it on VHS. I found it on a, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I found it, like, at a uh, video store. Uh, back in the day, but uh, I've never actually seen it. I should probably watch it. Um, eventually, I will. Uh, I got it at the same time that I got Invasion from Mars, which I think is also a nice. canon film. You yes, know? it is. Um, yeah, Mars is. Yeah, so that, uh, I got those, but I have not watched them because I have a VHS player, but just don't have it hooked up, so I need to eventually watch it. Um, but I've heard great things, and Toby Hooper directed uh, maybe both of them. I know he directed at least Life Force. So. He did. He did direct and made from Mars too. Okay, so cool. The Invaders from Mars. I remember seeing that in the theater. They had dollar days at the New Market North movie theater, and you could go in the summer and see a movie for like a buck. It was a it was weekday morning to 10 a.m. Hardly. It was where moms dropped their kids off and their jobs. But um, let's see. Um, what do you think? I think Canon really impacted the film industry by making a whole bunch of movies. It kind of influenced, like, like today, the... Um, that's bad. It's really bad. Um, yeah. 
by making like nowadays people just producing stuff right to YouTube and just people like going out and making their own stuff. I mean, but um, what are your thoughts on the impact of entertainment? It definitely still VHS. Well, um, it definitely, I'd say that the, the, the Canada way of making movies, it definitely uh, had a huge impact on just, like, how quick and how, was how like, that's the thing about Canon is they were putting out, like, what, 15, 20 movies a year or something like that. Like, there was an insane amount. Like, they were just, like, they were just throwing them out like, like nobody's business. They were cranking out movies like crazy. And I think that um, I, I that really sent a message, like, hey, you don't need big budgets. You don't need, um, you know, to take, like, you know, two, three years to film a film. You can you can whip this – you can crank this out in, in six months and have it ready by Christmas. Like, it's just – it was insane how, how they were able to do that. Um, I think, uh, you know, and, and Canon, I think, was a, was a great outlet for a lot of people that were trying to get started. Um, it was one of those where it gave everybody a shot. Like you said, like, you know, like we said before, Chuck Norris had just bets with, with them and basically did almost everything uh, that he put out in the 80s was, was, uh, was through them. Um, so... They um they definitely were were a source for, um, for allowing just about anybody to be able to make a film. Like they they made it seem easy. There was like, hey, look, we're doing it now. Granted, we didn't know behind the scenes that you know basically they were over uh, overextending themselves and they were writing checks that they technically couldn't cash. Um, and of course, when the House of Cards finally fell, I think that was a great lesson as well, um, because that showed that you know the sustainability of that kind of model just was not uh was not a reality. Um it seemed like it seemed great at first, like you know, in the eighties they were burning up the charts like movie after movie after movie, you know, in varying you know, types of quality. Um but at the end of it all when when the you know, when it folded, I think it was a great lesson to everybody out there is like, look, this is it looked good at first, but this is what happens when you try to do it this way. Um right. so I think those are those that's those are the I think those are the main that's the main impact I think that Canon has had. Um, but at the same time, like Canon also made movies for I almost like the, the like the layperson. You know, Canon films were right. for films for 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 everybody. Like it was just like like you said, they're great popcorn flicks. When you want, you know, when when school was out at like you know three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. And you know, you got home and your parents were like, "Hey, let's go rent a movie, man." You were like, "Canon Films, man." That was that was where it was at. When when you put on cable, you know, like if you even if you had like just if you had just regular network television or if you had like HBO or something, nine times out of ten you were watching a Canon film. Like it's like they were everywhere. Like you were inundated. Like it's it just it it took over '80s uh, mentality like a swarm of locusts. Um, right. And we were, and, and in a lot of ways, we were better for it. In a lot of ways, we were worse for it because, like I said, it really, it really toppled the economy of filmmaking by the end there. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's that's where I, I think it's where I'm going to end my point. Is is that's where okay. I think uh, Canon has really, that's where their influence lies. 
Mm-hmm. Well, cool. We've covered a lot of ground. I was going to say, I'm going to throw out, like, if I thought of, like, five movies to introduce some of the canon films, what would they be? And I'm thinking probably Missing in Action, Life Force, Revenge of the Ninja, American Ninja, and probably um, um, Kickboxer. You get kind of like a good swath of um, um, movies. I mean, I, even though I didn't see Kickboxer till later, that's kind of an iconic uh, canon film as well. What would your five-ish movies be that you would recommend to somebody? Hey, I've never seen canon films. What would you recommend? Oh, uh, me or Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say. Okay, okay. Uh, go, 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 Donnie, because uh, I might, I might copy some of yours. <laughs> well, if we if if you wanna if you wanna give up like five films, you wanna give them a good sample of everything that Canon has to offer. Um, yeah. So, I would say definitely. Um, I would say definitely either. Uh, um, shit. Hang on a second. I gotta look them up real quick. <laughs> um, I would either say uh, American Ninja, um, or um, um, not Revenge of the Ninja. The the first one. Crap. Enter the Ninja. Enter the Ninja. I would either say American Ninja or Enter the Ninja. Basically, for for the for to to give them an example of the of the ninja aspect of what Canon offered, um, right? For 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 sci-fi slash horror, definitely Life Force. Um, for like to give them a, a sample of Chuck Norris, I would say probably either Missing in Action or Invasion USA. Um, Good uh, And then so that's three. And then I would say probably for like a for a more straight up action flick, uh, I would say Cobra. I think Cobra is a good one mm-hmm. to show them. Um, and then uh, basically to kind of round it off, uh, to give them something a little bit different, I would probably give them uh, Breaking or Breaking Two, just so that they can kind of see because you kind of want to give them a taste of everything. The, the, yeah, that, I think that I think that, I think that covers a little bit of everything that Canon does. You want to do the the music stuff. You want to do the action stuff. You want to you know, you want to show, hey, this is Chuck Norris in his prime, and then you want to do, hey, ninjas. So I was like, those are the those are the key ingredients for a for a canon film. Um, and then if we have time, I'd be like, look, Masters of the Universe, let's throw that in there just as a bonus. Um, but I think the I, th- I think the the five that I that I mentioned, I think, yeah, I, I think I think I'll go with Invasion USA over Mission. Uh, uh, missing in action because I think Invasion USA is just so much more fun because it's, he's got a freaking Bronco and he's got like he's got like Uzis and he's like what the hell man so and then I get yeah. breaking so yeah breaking Invasion USA uh, Life Force Cobra and uh, I would say I would, I'll say I'll say American Ninja because I think that one's more fun of the two good choices man I really like that awesome dude thank you. All right. You're welcome. So for me, okay, for me, I would go with. Um, uh, I'm trying not to do the same ones you did, Donnie. So I'm going to mention okay. more, so that more people 
would uh, check out the ones that uh, you know that that they were thinking of. So I, I would go for if you want to see a good because uh, I just watched this the other day. Uh, the Delta Force uh, was yes. amazing um, action, just packed, just uh, and sound awesome. Like it's just a great Blu-ray, honestly, uh, which I did not expect. I expected it to be like a, a you know, basically DVD quality, but it was it was pretty good. Um, and then, if you want to do the, um, like, uh, I guess the, the, what's currently is, like, there's The Last American Virgin, so if you want to do a comedy, and check them out, um, that one was kind of, that was one of the big hits that started, uh, Company 2 as well. Um, right. Horror, uh, I would go with, um, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but uh, I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, sure. They, uh, there was a uh, big hit for that. Like, kind of a hit, actually. It was really well because people are expecting a chainsaw, you know, and they got kind of a comedy version of that. Um, but I don't think you know, uh, you know, uh, Canon was expecting uh, more humor than, you know, as much humor as they got. Um, and then I would say, um, let's see, I, w- I would go with. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of all the ones that uh, you might not have mentioned that are so great. Um, uh, I know they, they, I don't know if they put out Barfly, but I freaking love that movie. Uh, but it, it doesn't, doesn't fit the, it doesn't fit the canon mold. It's actually a good movie, like a good, good movie, you know? So maybe it wasn't like it was just produced by them. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, over the top, as I mentioned before, I really love that movie. So, Cobra, uh, which is a great, great one, and um, and I would have to go with Bloodsport as well. So, um, which is my, like, was the was one of the first movies that I ever seen of um, Jean Claude Van Damme. That's a good one. Good choice. Not, but yeah, there you go. Uh, what about cool. you, uh, what about you Alfred? Um, I would probably go with Revenge. my favorites are Revenge of the Ninja, Missing in Action, Life Force. Um, let's go through American Ninja in there too, do the two ninja ones. And, um, and Firewalker is a good one to see a different perspective of Chuck Norris. It's kind of adventure, comedy, and um, I think I would go with those. Um, and I, I think we would put them all into the, the, the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, Top 15, Canon Films to See, which is your most kids get their reading list for the summer. You, our listeners, have a movie <laughs> A movie list challenge to watch this summer. The 15 can of films we recommended. And um, we're getting close to our ending time, so I'm going to say thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you have any further questions, email us at um, Hollywood Boulevard Podcast or private message us on our Facebook page. And um, the questions I didn't get to today were, if you could do a movie, to, if Canon could do a movie today, what would you want it to be? And what would... XXXYYY news feed today of Canon made it. But you have to use your imagination for that. Maybe share that with us on our site. 
And um, you can reach me, Alpha Crane, at the Video Alternative or the Video Alternative 2 on Facebook or Alpha Crane on Facebook. And I'll turn over to Jonathan and Donnie, our, our host and co-host, and I want to thank them so much for allowing me to, to host tonight's show on the Canon Group, which is definitely a group of films and producers who changed my cinema going light. All right, you go next, Donnie. What am I doing? Uh, just say I'll be with you. Oh, um, yeah, you can catch me on Facebook for for the most part. Um, uh, and you can still catch me through my baby Skeletor Instagram. I, I'm still in the process of trying to, or actually not trying. I, I'm, I'm getting off my lazy butt and actually creating my own personal Instagram. Um, I do have a Twitter, uh, Donnie Sturges, I believe. Um, and uh, I don't use it all that often, but if you contact me through there, I will answer. So. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Thanks, Donnie. All right. Mr. Judy. Um, yeah, you can reach me at um uh was it at, at Jonathan Moody on Twitter, um at Jonathan Amy Moody Filmmaker on uh Facebook and I think it's Jonathan A. Moody Film on um Instagram. Uh, so check those out. Uh, I've also got a website called sixfootproductions.com, which had, uh, which will have Hollywood Boulevard podcast on there, as well as uh, showing off the, the podcast stuff that I do. Um, and it's also part of a Six Click um, podcast network. Um, you know, at some point, um, once, uh, once you know, indie popcorn, we're we're done with that. So uh, I want to appreciate, you know, saying thanks to everybody and thanks to Alfred for, for doing this. Also, uh, did you guys yeah, thanks, know Albert. that they did a movie? Did you guys know that they did a movie called Rappin? Yes. Uh, after it was a sequel Breakin'? to Electric Boogaloo. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And XCon and Breakdancer helped save a neighborhood from a greedy developer while trying to win a rap contest. How awesome is that? <laughs> I want to see that now. Really badass. That just that sounds great. And it's got like Mario Van Peebles in it. I mean, how <laughs> and Melvin. Oh wait, not Melvin Van Peebles, but Melvin Plowden. But anyway, um, definitely something I want to check out. The guy's name is John Hood. <laughs> that just sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. Seems what? Well, uh, the, the character's name that uh, Martin Van Peebles plays is John Hood. Yeah. Really. Uh, he's like, I guess he's like Robin Hood. I don't know. Um, but there you go. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed this show tonight. Check us uh, next week. Um, I guess we only have like two episodes left, and then we're yep. uh, then we're gonna take a break for the uh, summer. So and we'll be back yes, in the fall sure. and a premium service. So we'll be longer if we you know and we'll have uh, things worked out on that. Um, we'll let you guys know more about that when it happens. Um, but yeah, that's it. What's next week's show? What is next week's show? I think it's. Uh, um, I think we're going to be talking the last Starfighter next week. Oh, awesome, dude! Yeah, Johnny, is that next Johnny's week? I think the last. Yeah, I think next week's oh, the last Starfighter, and then the last episode is the Quentin Tarantino show. 
All right. I thought it was the other way around. No, because uh, we're doing be right. Alfred, you, Alfred again. So oh, there you go. So, all right. So Should get ready for that. Should a bonus going for solo? Maybe <laughs> fun to talk solo uh, before this is over. Maybe maybe when we uh, when we come back we can do a Star Wars thing and talk about Solo uh, okay. a little bit. But uh, I, I yeah, that, I think that'll throw us all off doing an extra all one. All right. You know, um, and I still haven't seen it, so I'll I'll have to by then I will have seen it uh, by the fall. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. Yep, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Later everybody. Later. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15000 178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.